Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one, in. Welcome to Waffle On Podcast. This is Meds flying solo for this edition. Uh, Mr. Kelly uh, is off moving house, uh, as we said on our last episode. Um, and we kind of knew it would happen. Uh, I thought I'd just bring out this almost mini waffle episode, um, just so that you good listeners uh, are not uh, thinking we've suddenly disappeared. Um, before I crack on, uh, I thought I would... First, um, just make a little apology to our lovely, wonderful listeners, uh, you out there, um, because we have been a bit shit lately. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, it seems we've been one of these years where we've either, uh, both of us have been on holiday at different times. Um, obviously, Cal moving house is a big thing. It's, it's been happening over the past two months now, and uh, he's finally managed to get it all sorted out, so that's good news. And um, as I say, yeah, um 30th, 40th birthdays have come and, uh, and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's been a bit, a bit of a nightmare to, um, to get together to actually record. And although we, we can sometimes use Skype and we have done in the past, um, I think there is a noticeable difference, um, when we do it on Skype because it's nice to have that interaction. And there's nothing wrong with using Skype. Uh, I've done many a podcast with people in other countries, but when you only live, you know, 20 miles away, it's sometimes better just to wait that you know extra extra bit of time so that we actually with each other and, and and can look at each other's um facial expressions which are normally ones of disbelief um so we are, i do apologize for that we both pretty um uh, feel pretty bad about it actually because it's i know it's like being a podcast listener myself that when you when you're looking forward to another episode coming out and it, it doesn't turn up you you can get slightly despondent and we hope you don't uh, give up on us because um, we are obviously slowly getting back into our normal regime i was hoping to do a, a podcast and it will happen uh with our regular co- uh, guest host Pete Coleman and we're going to be doing a film uh, sorry a podcast about um racing films um stuff like you know Senna and uh and uh, stuff like that and and, and um Oh, like your mind goes blank with it, you know, um, Grand Prix, uh, Le Mans, uh, maybe Days of Thunder. I want to do um, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, um, purely for the fact that it's a, a kind of a, a, a wacky film and I haven't seen it in a long time. So we will be doing that. And of course, we have got that legendary episode of uh, mine and Kel's commentary on Star Wars The Phantom Menace, which we will record at Cal's new place. Uh, obviously, I'm recording this in the original Waffle On uh, uh, recording premises, my home. Um, so, what am I going to talk to you about? Okay, and there's a couple of things, really. Um, I want to talk briefly about um, Donald Sinden, a wonderful um, British actor who sadly passed away on the 11th of September of this year, um, 2014, if you're listening in the future. Uh, he was uh, 90 years old when he passed away. Now, the reason why I picked Donald Sinden is because 
sometimes there's there's actors out there who have quite a personal meaning to you and uh, me being somebody who's enjoyed doing voice acting and obviously talking because you're listening to a podcast in which I'm speaking um I love actors with distinguished or impressive voices and Donald Sindon does have just a wonderful voice. Now, I'm hoping I'm going to release this either tonight um, or uh, over the weekend. If it's not tonight, then it will be Sunday. And if I get the chance, I'll try and grab a couple of of snippets of of Donald um, talking just so that those people maybe who don't know his work uh, will will see how much of a wonderful, rich voice he has. Um, Other actors in that esteem are, are stuff like George Sanders, of course, who... Um, most people will, will know as the voice of Shere Khan in Disney's Jungle Book. Such a, a very similar voice to Donald's, actually. A wonderful, warm and, and deep and, you know, booming voice. And uh, uh, unlike uh, someone like Brian Blessed, whose voice is amazing. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about him. Um, now, Donald Alfred Sindon was born on the 9th of October 1923. And this I'm probably going to say wrong. And if I was, of course, a professional, then I, I would have um, I would have figured out how to pronounce it. Uh, in Saint Budo in Plymouth in England, which is not uh, down south. That's all you need to know. As I said, uh, he sadly passed away on the 11th of September of this year, aged 90, in Romney Marsh in Kent. He was married to Diana Mahoney from 1948 to 2004, in which sadly she passed away. Then he had two children, Jeremy Sindon and Mark Sindon. Um, now, the, the interest is, I saw a lovely little interesting fact here about Donald Sidney, which I'll come to in a minute, but he, he made his first stage appearance at Brighton Little Theatre, which of course later he became president uh, of that, and he first turned up there in 1941. The, this little fact here that I found, in the 1940s in Hove, um, Sidney befriended Lord Alfred Douglas, known as Bosey. Now, so Alfred Douglas was a, was a little bit of a scamp. Um, he had been Oscar Wilde's lover, and um, he had a habit of not being as um, careful with some of the evidence of um, him and Oscar's um, uh, relationship. E.g., he'd he'd casually give clothes away to tramps or, or other gay men with uh, Wilde's love letters in them. Of course, this meant that he was getting blackmailed left, right, and centre. Not not uh, Bosey, but Oscar Wilde. And unfortunately, this is one of the things that caused um, Wilde's arrest. Um, so, yeah, but he uh, he was, uh, Donald Sindon, apparently was one of only two people to attend um, um, Bose's funeral. And this, is, of course, was in his, his autobiography. Now, I'm going to just jump over to Donald Sindon's IMDb page. As I say, the, if you want to look up um, the proper obituaries, I don't like really doing an obituary kind of thing, but, you know, you can find all that online easy enough, and there's some wonderful articles written about him. Now, I first saw Donald Sindon... Um, yeah, well, when I was a really young kid, on, on Saturday afternoons in, in England, we'd always have, you know, comedy films and it'd always be like a um, a, a carry-on film on or something like that, some kind of light comedy on there. And I first saw him in the wonderful uh, film called Doctor at Large. I love the Doctor films and, and ever since seeing them from when I was a kid, I've seen all of them. Um, I, I had this inkling that I think there really should be some more of these films kind of made. Now, Doctor at Large was made in 1957 and starred um, Dirk Bogard in the, the, the main role of uh, as Dr. Simon Sparrow. 
the wonderful James Robertson Justice, again, another actor who had such a wonderful voice, played Sir Lancelot Pratt. And Donald Sinden played um, Dr. Tony uh, Benskin. And it was it was that film that I first saw him uh, play. In fact, he first played a Doctor film, in, which was a Doctor in the House in 1954. Uh, he only did two of them playing the same character. Um, but they are such good romps. They're such really good films, classic British kind of comedies and then years later um when i first got into the prisoner um in from in 1967 of course we will be doing a waffle on um about the prisoner um probably it's probably going to be next year because I, i've done several podcasts on the prisoner i did uh one for uh, treks in sci-fi um which was the first one i did then i did one with uh, my good friend um stefan sornock uh, and we did um uh, it was a two-part. It was absolutely huge. And you can find that link on uh, the Martian Creative website. Or if you go to the Unmutual um, group page on Facebook, which is a a, uh, a a Facebook page dedicated to the prisoner, if you go to their, their actual website, you'll find a link to it on there because I was featured on their main page, which is, which is lovely. But he appeared in that, and um, hopefully I'll be able to put a clip in there. Again, if this clip doesn't turn up, I do apologise. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to get this out as quick as I can. He played the colonel in the prisoner episode called Many Happy Returns, and that's a just a brilliant episode in which the prisoner wakes up to a deserted village, of course, those who don't know the prisoner. He stars Patrick McGowan as a, well, you think a some kind of secret agent. He certainly works for a top secret organisation. And he's kidnapped, he's drugged, and he wakes up in a replica of his own home. But when he looks out the window, he's in, he's in this beautiful Italianesque village, which is actually Port Mary and a beautiful place in North Wales. If you get a chance to go to, please do. It is just beautiful. And if you pick a summer's day as well, um, the architecture there and the flowers around it, the whole place is, is just beautiful. It's really nice. And anyway, he wakes up in this episode called Many Happy Returns. Uh, he wakes up to find that the, the village totally deserted. There's no, there's no guardians there. There's no rover guardian in the place. There's no number two. There's no fellow prisoners. Um, I think there's only a cat. And so, of course, he sets out to escape, and he does escape. And he, you see his journey travelling from wherever the village is to. He's back home in, in London, in which... Um, of course, his apartment has been taken over by another woman. Uh, sorry, by a woman called, I think it's Mrs. Butterworth, I think. I'm going for memory there. This this, part, this podcast, I should point out, is all just coming generally off the top of my head. So if I ramble, if I stutter, <laughs> if, I, if I say, mm, too many times, uh, I do apologise. But yeah, this woman turns around and gives him clothes and, and all this, and um, he ends up going back to his original workplace. And of course, Donald Sinden's there, and he, he questions how come he can come back. Of course, there's always a twist, and I'm not going to tell you what it is because I urge you to go and watch it. It's a wonderful TV series. Plenty of spot, mixture of architectures, Italian. It difficult. Certainly has a Mediterranean flavour. What do you think, Thor? I think I wouldn't mind a fortnight's leave there. Isn't for life, eh? Far cry from Sing Sing. I'm sorry to interrupt an afternoon's golf, Colonel, but this is not a joking matter. My dear fellow, you really mustn't blame Thorpe. After all, you yourself on occasion could be a little sceptical. That's why you were such a good man. Why we were so sorry to lose you. The evidence is there. A set of photographs from ground level of a holiday resort. And a schoolboy navigational log on the back of what you call the village newspaper. Well, I'm sorry, it's the best I could do in the circumstances. You'd hardly expect the village store to issue sextants, would you? Indeed, indeed. The place is as you said it was. Tally-ho. 
daily issue. Morning or evening? Daily at noon. What are facts behind Town Hall? Town Hall? That's right. Town Council? Correct. Were you a member? I could have been. It's democratically elected once a year. Democratically? That's what they claim. And they're all numbers. No names. No names at all. Just numbers. I see. Numbers in a village that is a complete unit of our own society. A place to put people who can't be left around. People who know too much or too little. A place with many means of breaking a man. Intriguing. They have their own cinema, their own newspaper, their own television station, a credit card system, and if you're a good boy and cough up the secrets, you are gracefully retired into the old people's home. But uh, no escape. They also have a very impressive graveyard. Which you avoided. The village was deserted. Perhaps they were on the democratic annual outing. Number two, residence, my house, the my old dear people's fellow, house. You really mustn't get excited. You must forgive us, but you see, we have a problem. Uh, tell him our problem, Thorpe. You resign, you disappear, you return. You spin a yarn that Hans Christian Andersen would reject for a fairy tale. And we must be sure. See, people defect an unhappy thought, but a fact of life. They defect from one side to the other. I also have a problem. I'm not sure which side runs this village. A mutual problem. Which I'm going to solve. Quite. If not here, then elsewhere. Thorpe. Sir? Check. Yes, sir. Check every detail contained in our ex-colleague's report. Now, according to uh, in the old IMDb, uh, Donald has had 76 credits. That's been 70, uh, 76 um, titles that he's been in, uh, whether it be TV series. And I have to talk about a TV series which I, I totally fell in love with. And it was a TV series called Never the Twain. And Never the Twain starred another British actor, a Welsh actor, um, called Windsor Davis, uh, who's still going strong, thankfully still going strong. And um, that was broadcast from uh, for 10 years, um, from 1981 to, to um, 1991. I think there was 11 seasons of that, or 11 series of it. I mean, bear in mind that over here in Britain, a series is generally around about six episodes. Uh, but it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful t- uh, TV programme there. Donald plays, let me just scroll it up, Donald plays Simon Peel who um, is an antiques dealer. And next door to him is another antiques dealer called Windsor Davis, who plays a character called Oliver Smallbridge. And they absolutely detest each other. They can't stand each other. But unbeknownst to them, their children have actually got together uh, in a relationship. And and, uh, and so, of course, and they're going to get married. So ultimately, they'll end up being related. Um, it's just a, a, a wonderful um TV series, and I absolutely, absolutely loved it. I just noticed here on the um, on the the list of people who was in it, there was somebody called Christopher Morris in a couple of episodes. And that can't be. Um, no, I was going to say, <laughs> but not Chris Morris who who went and did um, the day today. Well, uh, Banks used to be quite at home now. 
You got him from a, an au pair agency, didn't you? <laughs> yes, yes. I was looking for someone a little prettier, but he, he can cook, so I've trained myself not to look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, come to see me on business, Smallbridge? No, 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 just a friendly visit to my um, partner. <laughs> Best thing we ever did, uh, getting back together again. Oh, yes, absolutely. It makes no sense having two shops. Like we need each other. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I don't know why we didn't get together again sooner. Yes, I should hate to be on my own now. Oh, me too. It'd be terrible. Mind you, I, I think it's a shame that uh, a friendship such as ours should be marred by the legal bindings of a, a business partnership. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I couldn't have put it better myself. No, I would willingly forfeit material wealth for the sake of friendship. You, I, you mean you, you don't think we should be partners anymore? Well, it would be the honourable thing to do to release you from your partnership in the name of friendship. But only if you wish, Oliver. Syme. If you're prepared to suffer in the name of friendship, the least I can do is reciprocate. Well, I've, I've got my copy of the agreement here somewhere. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I've got yours with you. I guess here's mine. <laughs> well, let's tear them up. Oh, no, I couldn't. You do the honours, Smallbridge. You know, I don't think I can. I'll tell you what, we'll do it together. On a count of three. Three. Yeah. One. One. Two. two. Three. three. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's go back to IMDb. Yeah, so... He starred in a say, um, yeah, seventies credits. His uh, his last one was uh, a, a thing called Lab Rats. Also playing the Colonel again. I wonder what that is. Let's have a look. It's in post production, so let's have a look. Two thousand and ten that was recorded, so it's quite a while ago. A trio of desperate men hire a film crew to record their attempt to kidnap some valuable and surprisingly intelligent laboratory mice. Martin Clunes is in it. Michael Brandon's in it. Norman Wisdom's in it. How can Norman Wisdom be in here? He's been dead for... Oh, yes, of course, that was another one of the dead. Blimey. Yeah, blimey. So a couple of dead actors in it. That's always good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's he's had an impressive... An impre- there you go, the voice of the Griffin uh, in Alice in Wonderland. Um, what else has he been in? It's got Two's Company, which is other big TV series, which ran from 1975 to 1979. Who else starred in that? So a lot of these TV series, I noticed that Never the Triangle, those 11 series have been released. I think there's only one um, DVD that's been released. Again, it's one of those things where, of course, if it doesn't take off, you know, it doesn't make enough money, then they won't, they won't, um, they won't release the others. I think The Equalizer was a little bit like that. Let's have a look who else is in his. Penelope Keith was in that as well. Geraldine Newman. Uh, Sahih Jaffrey, of course, well-known actor. Who else is in Anyone else? Because sometimes if you go back and have a look at all these, you find like um, an actor who is now quite famous, but that was quite young then. Beryl Reed. Ooh, right. So, yeah, that's called, um, that's called uh, Two's Company. Let's just flick back again and see what we get. Oh, dear me. So Adam Sandler just popped up, and no one ever wants that. It's awful. Uh, what else did he do? See, you can tell I've flown all this one. The Ten Commandments, TV series. Armchair Theatre. Now, Armchair Theatre. That was a wonderful program. That's where a lot of uh, pilots were shown. Callan first came up on that. Now, what was his first ever TV thing or film? Let's have a look. A uh, minor role in Portrait from Life. The Cruel Sea played Lockhart. Ah, uh, Doctor in the House. See, the Doctor in the House was only his one, two, three, four, five, sixth credit. So he's, he's been, he did quite well for that. Yeah. So anyway, let's jump back onto Wiki so you can find any information out there. 
Uh, he was a recipient of several audience-based awards during his period uh, of 1955, uh, and a profile was written on him which stated, I shall read this out, In the three years since his debut in The Cruel Sea, the untemperamental Sindon has moved steadily up the British film ladder, until people are noticing, not without surprise, that he is suddenly one of the country's prime box office favourites. It's as though he arrived on tiptoe. He is not colourful or flamboyant, yet he has a niche in public favour. As a recent poll proved, British women folk voted him the face we'd most like to see across our breakfast table. This defines with a certain accuracy the sure dependable appeal of the man who, so far, has shared star billing with some other more boisterous male idols. He has usually been left crestfallen and jilted in the last reel, which is true, really. Um, he's he made an incredible presence on stage. Uh, obviously, there's the like you know the ones that you, you expect. King Lear, much ado about nothing. Um, the relapse, uh, Twelfth Night. You know all the classics that you get at, at the RSC. Um, the Great West End Theatre series. Uh, again, Two's Company always pops up. I don't really remember seeing Two's uh, Company actually. Uh, in 1974, we starred in Walt Disney's productions of the popular family film The Island at the Top of the World, playing Sir Anthony Ross, uh, which was filmed in Disney's Burbank Studios in Hollywood. Now in radio, Sindon's distinctive voices, again as I said earlier on, the thing that I loved about Donald Sindon with his voice, was heard frequently on radio, including as Sir Charles Baskerville in a Radio 4 adaption of the Sherlock Holmes story, The Hound of the Baskervilles. He starred in a multiple adaptations of John Dickinson Carr's Dr. Gideon Fell mysteries, including The House on Gallows Lane, The Hollow Man, and Black Spectacles, To Walk the Dead, The Blind Barber, and The Mad Hatter mysteries. He's also wrote two autobiography volumes, which of course now I'm going to have to get, A Touch of the Memoirs in 1982, and Laughter in the Second Act in 1985, edited uh, the Everyman Book of, oh, he edited, sorry, the Everyman Book of Theatre Anecdotes. Uh, a collection of his epitaphs and final opportunities titled The Last Word was out in 1994. Now he was awarded some stuff, so let's have a look at his later life. I'm, I'm reading it off, off wiki, so I do apologise if I stumble a little bit. But Sindon was awarded the CBE in 1979 and was knighted in 1997. He became a fellow of the Royal Society of Arts in 1966 and received the Freedom of the City of London in 1997. On the 12th of July 2005, he was awarded the honorary degree of Doctor of Letters by the University of Leicester. And on the 20th of July 2011, an honorary Doctor of Arts from University of Kent. Uh, Sindon was honorary president of the Garden Suburbs Theatre, an amateur theatre group based in Hampstead Garden Suburb, where he was resident from 1954 to 1997. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, we know that. Uh, oh, here's something. Uh, according to his second... Uh, oh, right, okay, so I'll read this. Uh, according to his second autobiography, while investigating his family genealogy, he discovered that his only previous relatives were also members of the theatrical profession, where the, were the Victorian brother and sister act of Bert and Bert and Topsy Sindon. Now, they were distant cousins. Topsy achieved some fame as a skirt dancer and premiered Dan Seuss 
add to the empire theater of varieties in Leicester Square. Now, Sindon was also colorblind and suffered from asthma, which prevented him from joining the armed forces during the Second World War and suffered from negative buoyancy, meaning that he was unable to float or swim in water, which was discovered while filming the cruel sea. Yes, uh, when the ship was sinking, co-star Jack Hawkins saved him from drowning in the open-air walker tank at Denham Studios. As we said, sadly, um, Donald passed away on the 11th of September from uh, after a bottle uh, after a bottle sorry after a battle uh, with prostate cancer which he had suffered with um, for many years um, our condolences go out to his family and of course a much loved actor is to be missed um, so that's it about Donald Sinder now my next thing that I wanted to briefly talk about He's uh, obviously Doctor Who's just come back, and I'm rather enjoying the new series with um, Peter Capaldi. Um, it's taken a different direction, this series. It's a little bit more darker, um, and I think a few people are struggling with that a little bit because they've probably been used to the more warm, I wouldn't say cosy, but warm, familiar style of, of the recent years with the, the younger Doctors. Um, I always say, keep going, give it a chance. Every new Doctor's first series is always hard to get into because they're trying to find their way. I think Capaldi's actually found his way perfectly well. I like his gruff manner. And people are learning about, you know, Moffat stories, and this is what I want to talk about. Not about Doctor Who, but about the negative side of fandom. I've recently, I've, I've left quite a few groups, mainly on Facebook, um, that dedicate their time to Doctor Who. Now, I have in the past, by my own admission, grumbled a little bit, a bit about New Who. Um, and mainly because of the fact that I, I didn't like the way that he took the direction of looking from the companion's point of view, especially with the series with Rose Tyler. And I always disagreed with the argument from Russell T Davies where he goes, well, you know, you, you need to have somebody looking through the companion's eyes. I don't think that's true, and I still don't think that's true. But it's, it came as a realisation that the reason why I was a bit off with New Who was because of the fact that it's not classic Who. Now, um, I accept that, actually, and I've gone back and, and I, I, I really... I mean, at the end of the day, I always say that any Who is better than no Who at all. Um, and I've really, I must admit, I've gone back and I've watched quite a few episodes, apart from Love and Monsters, which I absolutely detest and I will never like it. Um, but, you know, I, I really do enjoy um, Eccleston and Tennant, and I, I really enjoyed Matt Smith's tenure. I think, yeah, the, the, of course, you're going to get the odd story, that's a bit off. And I'm really enjoying Peter Capaldi. But, of course, I will always be a huge fan of the classic Doctor Who series, especially Tom Baker and Peter Davison. But I think of late... I think sometimes popularity can be such a terrible thing because um, obviously the more popular something is, the more people is to give their point of view. I don't see the point in being so negative over everything. I, I, there's, there's, there's fan pages on, on Facebook, and I'm not going to mention any names because, you know, hey, that's that's their job and uh, whatever. Um, but, you know, when you go on there and say, you know, hey, this is our thread for the latest Doctor Who episode or something, um, you know, try and keep spoilers out. But what do you think? And it's just sort of like people going, "Oh, another crap story from Stephen Moffat." Oh, it's rubbish. Oh, it's terrible. It's just saying, "Well, really, have you got? Is this all you can come up with?" He's just moaning. You know, it's so terrible. Doctor, sometimes Doctor Who fans are some of the worst in the world. I'm sorry, but they are. You know, and I'm a fan, but. When, when all you read is just people being negative, just for being negative, save or or picking the most stupid thing. Oh, the the windows aren't the right size on the TARDIS. Well, there've been five, six different versions of the TARDIS, and all the windows have been different. Do you pick up on that? No. And it's the same with Star Trek. Yeah, people moaning about you know Star Trek Voyager and all that, which personally I think is one of the best 
um, you know, Star Trek series out there. And, and someone said a good thing online. I don't know who it was. And I do apologize for quoting you on this. But they turned out said the reason why Voyager is so good is because there's no ham acting in it. Um, and I think that's probably true. You know, there's not hardly any, there's no wooden acting in Voyager. Um, yet in, 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 in all the others, there is. Um, but again, you know, I'm, I'm picking up on that. But I mean, even in Star Trek, people will be saying, oh, like, you know, the new films are rubbish, you know, and all this. And well, just, it, just, what's wrong with just going there and enjoying it? In case if you don't like it, that's something you go, actually, I didn't really like that. But don't pick up on little things. I think it's, I think it's such a downside of fandom. And also, like, you know, you, you, you can make a comment of something uh, and and get literal backlash about something. Now, I, I made a comment uh, on, um, uh, I think it was a cosplay, somebody's cosplay thing. And I love, I mean, I don't do it myself. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, how somebody asks me to dress up or something, I, I'll do it. I've done it on film. But uh, I, I don't really go to that that kind of convention where there's loads of people who, who dress up. And those people do absolutely blinder fair play i think it's brilliant and even if your costume has been has been put together with cardboard and sellotape you've had a go that's what's important you've had a go you're having a bash and you know fair play for trying and joining in you know those people who turn around and laugh at you or something like that then really they're just boring and need to get a life now i asked a simple question on uh on a facebook page and this was my question there was a girl uh, a woman and dressed up as the seventh doctor, which is Sylvester McCoy. I think she probably had a skirt on there instead of trousers. And, you know, some people probably would moan about that. Oh, you know, I don't care, you know, whatever, man. I think it's a good interpretation of something, a good spin on something like that, you know. Um, and I'm all up for that. Uh, I think that's brilliant. And all I asked was, I'd really like to know if you've watched any seventh doctor episodes. Now, I wasn't having a knock. And I think I'm sure I probably worded it slightly better than what I've just said, but I, and I'm just I'm generally I was curious to know that because she was about fifteen or sixteen or something. Now McCoy, off the top of my head, was I think about nineteen eighty-seven. I think anyway, yeah, eighty-seven to eighty-nine, right? So that's you know a long time ago <laughs> before she was born. So I think it's okay to ask that, you know. And because Sylvester McCoy's era is not the most popular, it was the last time. Last, he was the last Doctor of the the classic series until Paul McGann came back. The budget was pretty bad. The audience figures were down. Some of the stories weren't that great. So it wasn't the most popular Doctor. And I simply wanted to know because I'd really like to know because purely out of curiosity. And why choose her outfit? Is it to be different, or was generally did she like the look of of McCoy's outfit and think I want to cosplay that? If so, that's great. And I got a bit of a backlash from this guy on there, and um, and uh, I don't think he listens to Waffle Island. If you do, please go away. Um, Who was really kind of and and to be fair, I wasn't one hundred percent sure if he was a woman or a bloke. Because he had one of them names, which I couldn't quite decipher, and his profile picture—he looked um, in between, shall we say? Um, and I, I was quite shocked by the, this, 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 this. I mean, I'm not a one to take anything like that line down either. Anyway, so I went straight back at him and just turned around and said, "You know, belt up. Who do you think you are?" And and now, whether it was just kind of thing of wanting to be in with, in, in with feminism, which you know, I think I don't know personally. I don't know anyone who's not you know up for equal rights with women or anything like that. And I don't even think my argument or my point was that bad. But this is what I mean, to, where I think it's all this kind of fandom, all this kind of like the in, you know, as I did the two finger bracket thing of geek them. 
is getting out of hand and it's starting to become not fun anymore. Because the thing that was good about it was was like being a geek was all about kind of like being part of a small group. And again, I, I'm not having saying things shouldn't be popular because that's wrong. But, you know, I miss the days where it was kind of like, you know, when you met another person who was into the same kind of thing as you, there was enthusiasm instead of just whinging and moaning. I went out on a, a podcast, uh, a little bit of a podcasters meetup. It was it's uh, it was me. Unfortunately, Cal couldn't come because it was moving last weekend. And some of the guys from the Scuttercast and Dan Vieira from Out of Range. And we met. We, we've met up many times, and we all it's all it's like a yearly event. If we can get together, we all meet up, and we have, we just have an absolute blast. I mean, it, it's great. Darren, uh, Anthony, and Ian, and Dan. Uh, uh, and we, we just had an absolute blast chewing the fat in the pub, talking about, you know, Red Dwarf, talking about, you know, Apple products and, and all this kind of stuff, all this good fun. And and uh, I think it was it was uh, Dan who who, uh, who brought it up about the fact that um, forums, forums are being killed because of stuff like Facebook, because fa- everyone goes onto Facebook. So you go onto Facebook and you're looking at group pages now and and and. Because it's all in one, it's like a neat little package. You you then don't go and look elsewhere because if if your favourite forum, like my, one of my my favourite forums, is Treks in Sci-Fi, I love Treks in Sci-Fi, and Anomaly. Now uh, th- those two had their own forums. In fact, Treks in Sci-Fi still does have a very active forum, but Anomaly had to close down their forum because they're paying for it, and more people are going on their Facebook page than using the forum. But the great thing about a forum is it's a community. It's more of a you know, you have to go out your way to join it. You have to kind of like sign up. You have to come up with a username. You have to come up with a password. Yeah, you come up with a profile picture, and then and then people get to know you from it. And and there's something wonderful about like that. I met some some. Uh, well, I have met amazing. I have amazing friends from from Trex and Sci-Fi. You know, uh, the anomaly ladies. You know, I love to bits, and they live in Texas. You know, Rico, Brian, uh, Rick Moyer, Al Kessel, Kenny. You know, all these people who I would never have met. Uh, and and I met them for a form. In fact, I met Anthony from the Scuttercast on Treks in Sci-Fi, and I met Stefan Sornak, who I wrote, well, who I, I joined in with the Martians are here, and now we 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 we're writing TV stuff together through a forum. I don't think you get that on Facebook because again, you, you you're used to seeing so much critical stuff on Facebook that you kind of you, you you know you read it and you don't really want to participate. Maybe this is just me. But it's causing me to want to leave loads of stuff. I said I've left loads of fan pages, folk group pages, and I'm fully aware that you can kind of like hide the notifications so you don't have to read it all. Um, but I'd rather just leave the group than than, than go for all that because I, I I don't want to. I'm just don't want to be like them. And it's okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't complain. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a moan. I'm just saying that at the end of the day, life is just too short. Because it is just a TV program, it is just a film. And you should enjoy it and embrace it. And you might not like an episode, so what? And it's like the whole thing of like what I said earlier on about conventions and stuff and dressing up and all that. You know, if you want to do it, do it and enjoy it. And, you know, just don't be too negative on stuff. There's too much negativity, especially in this world. You only have to turn on the news and it's full of negativism. So grab your TV program that you like. Grab your film that you like. Go find a classic TV. Go look on our archives. Go pat for some uh, waffle arms. Phil, um, uh, one of ironically, as I say, you know, I'm quoting Facebook again. But you know, we and again, I know I'm standing like a hypocrite because we have a brilliant page on waffle on, but I moderate our page on waffle on and. You know, I, I I don't allow anything that goes. Thankfully, I don't think I have had any, any kind. I've had a few spam things that keep popping up, 
But normally, Waffle On is a very good community because they're all there for, for Waffle On podcast. And because we talk about loads of different things, there can be different conversations as opposed to, like, say, Doctor Who, which is where my main gripe is. But Phil on there, he, he turned around and, uh, and has just got into the professionals. And, and I noticed he's, he's watching on the buses as well. Nice one, Phil. Um, but and he's gone out and bought, bought the, the DVDs. Now, if you go to, there's a, TV, there's a website called Network, right? They do all loads of classic TV. And we're going to cover quite a, a lot of their stuff on there. We are going to do the Sweeney as well, and that's coming up soon. And, you know, grab yourself an old TV series. Go back and watch TOS. Go and watch, like, you know, Time Tunnel, Adam Adamant. You know, uh, the champions, the persuaders, department heads, anything vice. Um, the prisoner. Go watch the prisoner and then comment on off line, you know. Go watch all this stuff and enjoy it. Like, don't watch it and be negative. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy life. It's too short. I think at the end of the day, you know, that's my dog sneezing, I should point out. I haven't just got... <laughs> you sneeze, you're right. Yeah? yeah? Go back to sleepy old hand. Uh, anyway, that's, so that's my my mini rant going on. Uh, I'm sorry this is not a full good old waffle on episode with uh, with Kel, um, but we've, we we will be back uh, hopefully next month. Well, we will be back next month, and uh, we've got more emails from Bob K. Oh yes, and we've got another couple of emails, and we've been we've had an email asking for our advice on relationships. Honestly, really, we're two blokes from Birmingham. We talk about classic television and films from around the world, and now we're giving out sex advice. <laughs> weird but wait until next <laughs> wait until the next episode for that one. Oh yeah anyway so episodes coming up soon well we're going to be talking about the sweeney of course we've got the phantom menis we are going to do last of summer wine uh yes shakara but there's a reason for that and it's, it's it's last of summer wine but it's also to do with the the downfall of sunday night tv in britain we're going to be doing our racing stuff with pete Coleman. we're going to do hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy we're going to have dave ray on that uh we're going to be doing um the saint uh, the Prisoner. Um, we've got some great films lined up, which I'm really looking forward to doing. And of course, we've got a Halloween special. And also, um, I can't re- I can't really mention it too much now because I haven't had the book, but we had a wonderful email from a husband and wife uh, publisher. And they wrote this book about American horror films and interviewed all the like, the people involved in it. And they asked us, they apparently they like their, our show. Hello. Uh, and they would like to know if we would like to have a read of their book and then interview them, which Kel's up for and I'm up for. So um, that hopefully will be towards the end of the year. And um, we've just got to try and find time to meet up with that. Um, again, again, this might be slightly hypocritical if I say join our Facebook page, but it, our Facebook page is a great community. And if you want to join a forum that you like geeky stuff, then go to Treks in Sci-Fi. There you'll find all the links for everything. And, of course, you'll find our, our regular friends of uh, uh, friendly podcasts that we all listen to um so i'm going to sign off now uh thanks for listening thanks for putting up with me sorry it's just me on my own and my sneezing dog um but um get out there have fun hopefully meet you at a, a convention me and kelly are hopefully going to go to the november one at the nec the memorabilia show we, we haven't been for about a year two years i think so we're looking forward to going to that one and um, meet us there if you're going to go if you're going to be anywhere and you think we might be about give us a shout we'd love to meet up with you all Thanks for listening to Waffle On Podcast. You're absolutely brilliant. And I look forward to talking at you very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.
If you would like to voice your opinions in written or vocal form, then please do email the lads at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com and await your views to be aired and then royally torn apart or praised. If you stalk the Internet and hide in such social networks as Facebook, then why not join the group page? It's easy to do. Just type Waffle On Podcast in the search bar, find the page, and join. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Mettings and Mark C. Kelly. Be seeing you.